It seems only a few short days ago the entire nation was captivated by the tragedy of a healthy young man, Damar Hamlin, desperately fighting for life. As he lay like a corpse on the field receiving CPR for 10 minutes, we all watched in horror. Everyone turned to prayer for this young man, and rightly so. Every headline, every new segment of the news was about this man. The few times I watched the news, they did not tell his story without mentioning that we must pray for this young man to be healed. One bold ESPN commentator even said a prayer during his broadcast. Three days after this horrifying event, Damar woke up. God be praised for hearing and answering our prayers. I thought surely when I turned on the TV the next day or checked my Twitter feed, it would be littered with, To God be the glory, praise God, or thank you God for hearing and answering our prayers. However, I did not hear this on TV, and I did not find that in my Twitter feed. The prayers for Damar had been answered, but we did not stop and thank God for hearing us. prayed for a family member who is sick. I regularly experience my children getting sick with a cold, stomach bug, or flu symptoms. I pray for them every time and repeatedly, but how often do I with the same passion thank God for healing them? At one time in my life, I would wake up occasionally with migraine headaches. I would pray repeatedly that God would take it away quickly, and within an hour, they would be gone. But how often would I, with the same passion, fall before the Almighty, thanking Him for the relief He brought? What about when a beloved church member falls ill and the whole group spends months in prayer, begging our God to restore them to health? When the prayer is answered, how many months do we spend praising God for hearing us? How many services of thanksgiving are spent proclaiming the good deeds of our gracious God? When you lost your job and everything seemed hopeless— You prayed and prayed for a new opportunity to come available. When you have been waiting for a spouse and God delivers on the request you have made day and night, year after year, is your first thought to thank God. Will you spend day and night, year after year, thanking God for granting your supplication? When a child or brother has fallen from the faith and we spend year after year praying that God will bring them back to himself, what is our first response when he does? Augustine of Hippo's mother prayed intently for her wayward son to become a believer. When God answered her prayer, immediately she cried out, with her hands raised toward heaven, Praise to you, O Lord, for you are able to do far more than we can even imagine, for you have turned my mourning into joy. For many years, Christians across the nation prayed for God to strike down Roe v. Wade. Christians have protested abortion and prayed earnestly that God would act to throw out this murderous ruling. When God answered our prayers, the prayers of the saints across the nation, did we parade in triumph? Did we shout to the world how God had overruled their attempt to live in disobedience? In C.S. Lewis's book, Screwtape Letters, a fictitious senior devil is writing letters to his nephew devil who has been charged with securing the damnation of a certain young man. In one of the letters, the senior devil comments the following about prayer. You can worry him with the haunting suspicion that the prayer is absurd and can have no objective result. Don't forget to use the heads-I-win, tails-you-lose argument. If the thing he prays for doesn't happen, then that is one more proof that petitionary prayers don't work. If it does happen, he will, of course, 
be able to see some of the physical causes which led up to it, and therefore it would have happened anyway. And thus granted prayer becomes just as good a proof as a denied one that prayers are ineffective. How many times have I prayed for my child to return to good health, and once they are, I think nothing more about it. Or when my migraine subsides, I can forget that I even prayed for relief. When the beloved member of the church is released from the hospital and reunited with the body, how many times do we say one prayer of thanks when there were hundreds offered requesting healing? Unfortunately, I have found myself thinking as C.S. Lewis describes in his book, when the child feels better the next morning, that's what's supposed to have happened. When the migraine subsides, well, I guess those ibuprofen worked when the church member returns. They have some great doctors at that hospital, or on something as large a scale as overturning Roe v. Wade, we can see ourselves going back in time, plotting each point that led to such an outcome, as if God was not at work. We must ask ourselves, who created the body? Who gave the child's body the ability to heal when it is sick? Was ibuprofen made from something God did not create? Who gave doctors their ability? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as you did not receive it? Who is responsible for the sun rising today? Who provides each breath of air? Who provides each heartbeat? If God does not continue his sustaining work, we would simply vanish. He spoke all things into existence, and I argue he maintains and sustains his creation continually. Jesus commented when being questioned about healing on the Sabbath, My Father is working until now, and I am working. In Psalms 116, Assuming it is written by King David, he says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The work God has done in David's life leads him to write this statement of faith and love for his God. Because David saw God's deliverance time after time, he loves God. Therefore, he will call on him always. Continuing in the psalm. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Twice in the second half of this psalm, he says, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. I take this to mean he will proudly tell what God has done in front of people for the whole world to see. He wants everyone to know what God has done. In verse 4, he asks, O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. When God grants his request, he then asks in verse 12, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? The answer is thanksgiving and proclaiming what God has done. The psalmist says, I will pay my vows in the presence of all his people. Said another way, he will make known God's deeds among the people. He will not keep silent about it. His boasting about what God has done is to give glory to God who granted his request. In Mark 1 and in other places, Jesus heals a leprous man. 
Christ instructs him to tell no one of the miraculous healing, but present himself to be inspected as the law requires. But the man cannot contain himself. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Because of this man's proclamation of what Jesus had done, so many became interested in Christ. He was unable to enter a town without being mobbed. Why do we think the work God is doing in answering our prayers is any less powerful? Is it because we think we see a series of events leading up to the outcome we have been simultaneously praying for that we question the working of God in it? If after losing a job I apply to hundreds of places and subsequently am hired, am I to think, Well, I did apply a lot of places, and I am qualified. Or should my response be, Thank you, Lord God. You have provided for all my needs day after day. When I was scared, you taught me to rely on you for salvation. I thank you and praise you. When we give thanks for food on our tables each day, we need to consider more seriously what we are saying. Thanking God for the money that bought the food and asking to bless the hands that prepared it and all that is fine, but it falls quite short in my opinion. We need to recognize how food literally shoots up out of the ground and water for us to drink falls from the sky. Our God made the body in such a way that it includes a repair kit. When you are sick or your child is sick, the body that God has designed goes to work to repair the damage. When you recover or the child recovers, the response should be without question. I thank you, Lord, for the healing you have brought. How gracious you are to provide us with bodies that heal. How merciful you are. So let me ask you, if we as Christians begin recognizing correctly how God is answering our prayers and react like the one healed in Mark chapter 1, what impact could we have on the world? Our social media posts should be littered with answered prayers. We must take every opportunity to make known how God has answered us. Imagine every Sunday believers getting up and proclaiming what God has done for them. Hearing Christians give God the glory for every answered prayer in the presence of His people will have a tremendous impact on our faith. If Christians begin to give God the credit and praise for every answered prayer at our workplaces, community events, schools, or anywhere we are, the world will notice. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gen 821 Podcast. We want to ask our listeners to please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Your reviews will positively impact the success of our show. We also want the opportunity to connect with you. If you have questions or topics you would like us to discuss, please contact us through our social channels or through email. You can find this information in the show notes for this episode. Thank you again for listening.